0: So I told the AV team, I put the whole order of service together, and for this part I wrote mini-message because I didn't really know how much time I would have. And I, I uh, want to get to our sermon series, which is uh, called Jesus in His Own Words. So we can go through the Bible and Uh, Those of you that have the red letter Bible I mentioned last week, go find all the red letters. And those are Jesus' words speaking to us. So the one I want to go to today is in John chapter 3, if you want to open your Bible to John chapter 3. Those of you using the Pew Bible, it's on page 1,651. 1,651 in the Pew Bible. And this chapter 3 in the Gospel of John is where we get that famous verse that the kids said most of them had heard about before, John 3.16. You've heard it, right? Maybe you haven't heard it, but you the men here like watching football, and the person sitting in the end zone up in the stands, they hold up a sign, just says John 3.16. Well, if you don't know the Bible, that's not going to help you a lot, right? But it's in this chapter, John chapter 3, verse 16. Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus, and Nicodemus was a preacher, he was a Pharisee, he was one that knew that the Messiah would come, and he had heard about Jesus, and so he snuck out one night to talk to Jesus and to ask him a few things. So here in chapter 3, Jesus starts to explain to Nicodemus that he needed to be born again. And so the first part of the chapter is all about what does it really mean to be born again? And as you're reading through that, and then you get to verse 14, that's where I'm going to start reading. I'm going to read 14 to 16. Jesus says this in his own words, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in Him. For God so loved the world, Nicodemus, people today, that He gave His one and His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Wow. Did you ever notice that, though, before when you read through chapter 3? What's the deal with verse 14? Jesus is talking about being born again, and out of the blue, it seems like to us, he says, just as Moses, we all know Moses from the Old Testament, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. What? We need to understand this verse before we really understand verse 16, believe it or not, to have its full comprehension. So let's go back and look. If you want to follow along, you can, but it's Numbers chapter 21. This is what Jesus was referring to. Numbers chapter 21, verse 4. Um, the, the Israelite people, the chosen people by God, God helped to bring them out of slavery in Egypt, and they were in the wilderness for 40 years, and God was providing for them each day, and each night He would provide for them. They got hungry, so He sent them angel food. They got thirsty, so He brought water out of a rock. They were taken care of. They were loved. And guess what the people did? They turned their back on God. They did it again and again and again. And God would keep having mercy upon them and forgive them. And so we find them in this wilderness. They want to go back to the edge of the River Jordan where they were right on the edge of going into the promised land. But they were were told not to go through Edom. Edom would be a place where they would not be welcome, so they had to go around. And so they went up across this mountain called Mount Or. um, And this is where we find ourselves in this part of the reading. They traveled from Mount Or along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way they spoke against God and against Moses again. And said, why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread. There is no water. And we detest this miserable food. Wow, I'd love to have a taste of that angel food, wouldn't you? Wow. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people and many Israelites died. You know, if you went to this specific location on this earth today, you would find a lot of venomous snakes. You would have an opportunity to be bit and die. The people came to Moses and said, we sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord, pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. What a great leader. He knew they probably deserved it, but he prayed for them. Notice one thing. They they prayed that the snakes would be taken away, but listen to what God said. The Lord said to Moses, make a snake and put it on a pole, and anyone who is bitten can look at it, and they'll live. So Moses made a bronze snake, put it on a pole, then When anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. One of the things I wanted you to notice was they prayed, they wanted Moses to pray that the snakes would be taken away, but they weren't. They still got bit. But Moses made a bronze snake and put on a staff and raised it up. First picture, please. And so when people were going through their life on, around Mount Hor, and got bit by a snake, all they had to do was look and believe, basically. Believe so they would look and they would have life and they could continue on. If they got bit again, look and live. So Jesus, when he's explaining to Nicodemus, Nicodemus knew this story. And he thought, really? The Son of Man has to be raised up like this snake? So there was this bronze snake that was made and put on a staff, and it really changed the world. Believe it or not, it has an effect on your life today. Picture two. This happens to be Fort Wayne's Three Rivers. Uh, um, I don't know what it's called. I haven't been here long enough. Ambulance Association Authority. There you go. T-R-A-A. And on this ambulance, and any ambulance that you see out on the road, did you notice that little blue asterisk on the back of it? Photo three. Whoa! Look what's in the middle of that. You see, when God... Performed this act for his chosen people. He was healing his people. And so later on, um, this people started uh, worshiping this snake on a staff. And it went on for generations until King Hezekiah came along. And he said, No, we have one God and one God only. Destroy that serpent on a staff. And it was destroyed, so we can't find it anymore. But the world continued on and remembered the story. And the Greeks, when they put their Greek gods together, oh, bless their thoughts, huh? They came up with the God of healing. And so they made this statue. And if you ever look at the Greek God of healing, you will see that the Greek God of healing is holding a staff. And guess what's on that staff? A snake, a serpent. And so, even in the secular world, the fallen world, they see a serpent on a staff as a healing person or symbol for healing. And so, there it is on our EMTs. Well, where else do we see it? Next picture. (gasps) The medical clinic? Sure enough, look at that. Over on the side, they have two stakes. Super healers, maybe. No, it, it grew through other um, Greek mythology and um, different gods that had wings. And now we have this medical symbol that even has two serpents. Uh, next picture. In here, physician's office. So you see it all around. But what I want you to think about on your daily life. You may not have a cross in your hand like the kids have to take home with them today, but you may see an ambulance go by, and you know that God is present there with those EMTs, with those professionals, helping them to heal a person that's called for their help. And as you look at that, think about Jesus Because Jesus said in verse 14 of John chapter 3, this is what the Son of Man will be like. So when you see these things, you will always remember me because I had to be lifted up so that you can be healed. The last picture, please. And so his staff looks like this. And Jesus was nailed to that cross for each one of us. You see, Jesus didn't come and take away our old sin nature, just like the Israelites prayed, take the snakes away. Jesus didn't take all that away, but he said, you can live without sin. You can be healed when you do sin if you repent and look to me. Believe in me what I did on that cross for you. For three hours, I hung on that cross and took every one of your sins judgment. And our sin deserves death. And on the third hour, Jesus gave up his ghost and died for us. He was put in a tomb to lay. But that's not the end of the story. Three days later, Jesus Christ arose from the dead. He came up in his resurrection body, and he offers eternal life to all of us who believe on him, who look at the cross and accept it as our healing. That's what we need now, isn't it? We talked a a couple weeks ago about trust, and trust is the antidote for our troubled hearts. Trust in Jesus. Trust in what he did for you on the cross. And you can be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Lord Jesus, thank you for everything you did for us. Thank you for reminding us, even in our day-to-day walks, and, and even the people that don't know you, they claim to not know of a great God in their life when they see that serpent on the pole, may they wonder, where'd that come from? And may they learn about you, God, and your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for the blessing of this celebration Sunday here at Dunphy. In Jesus' name, we